Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. If you're looking for more, check out thejesuslab.com. The Jesus Lab is a nine-month facilitated encounter with the finished work of Christ, and applications are open now. Check it out at thejesuslab.com. We're in this series called Common Unity. The Lord was speaking to me, and I'm, I'm sitting before him asking what we're, you know, to really move into and go after. And this month, the Lord showed me that we need to have common unity. I thought he misspoke. I thought the word of God misspoke. I thought he tried to say community, and I didn't hear it right. And he was like, no, I said common unity. I'm like, okay, what meaneth this? You know, <laughs> that's how it works between me and God. If you think you, if you understand everything God says to you, I'd question whether you're listening to God or not, Okay. <laughs> Because he's not a God of confusion, amen, but he is a God of nonsense, and ain't always going to make sense to you, amen, amen, amen. The word confusion there in the Greek, by the way, is instability. He's not, insta- he's not unstable, you know, in what he says, even though it might make you feel very confused. Yeah? If you've been walking with the Lord for any amount of time, you know what I'm saying is true, all right? It's pretty wild and weird around here with Mr. Yahweh. Anyway common unity. And he started speaking to me about the one thing that binds the free people together. Here's a thought we're thinking about. I'm just going to recap last week quickly. The only thing that binds the free people together is love. Yeah, you remember from last week. The one thing that binds the free people together is love. It's really hard to lead free people, okay, because you're free. And I can't control you. Neither am I supposed to. But because you're free, it's one of those things where control comes in and you hate it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Manipulation control, you're like, nah, you know, throwing the holy water at it. Get away from me. You know, like, it's not cool. And yet many churches, many organizations revert to that because it's a lot easier. Let me just tell you, give them some slack. It's difficult to lead free people. It's like herding charismatic cats. Okay, that's what it is. It's crazy. It's a little weird. So I was just, the Lord is blowing me up about this. And I, last week was um, really important. That's part one. Please go back and watch that if you missed it. But Jesus is the only reason that we are here. And I like it that way. He's the one thing that brings us together. We encamp around the presence of God, the person of love. Are you with me? Like we're not here because we all agree on stuff. <gasps> we agree on one thing. Jesus is Lord. Amen. You can get there. We can be fam. Right? Everything else, I'll, de- I'll debate it with you. But I'm closed-minded about that one thing. Right? I'm not open-minded about whether Jesus is the Son of God. You won't open my mind to any other possibilities. You might say, that's ignorant. I say, that's truth. Yeah. Truth in itself is divisive. It says, this is right, that is wrong. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. What is he talking about? The truth. Truth is divisive. <laughs> yeah, it is. Anyway, I'm closed-minded about that. But really, that's the only thing that makes us family. Are you with me? It's Jesus is Lord. He came, he died, rose again, seated at the right hand of God. That never gets old for me. I repeat this stuff because it's the good news. It's never old news. Amen? Amen. So last week, we talked about how because of Jesus, we can have a diversity of thought and a singleness of heart. Are you with me? We can start and end in the same place, but get there in different ways. Are you following me? We don't have to think the same, act the same, talk the same to have unity. That's not unity. That's unison. That's singing the same note, which is really boring, by the way. You know, harmony is a lot cooler, right? Like this really hot lady over here who was singing harmony all day. That's my wife. 
way cooler than the same note. And it's actually easier to sing harmony than it is to sing the same note. If you're a vocalist, you know. All right? If you're trying to sing the same note with everyone around you, you know what you get? You get pitchy. That's what you get. You get really pitchy. And it's really difficult. And ain't nobody like pitchy singing. All right? Talking about singing. What's so funny? So we need to be those who try to harmonize with one another, right? We need a harmony between one another. We don't need to sound the same, look the same, think the same. We need to harmonize with one another, right? We need to be singing the same song, but not the same way. Are you with me? Okay. So last week we talked about raising a standard, that the prophetic picture of the tabernacle that Moses had the tabernacle in the wilderness and the the tribes encamped around it. They encamped around the presence, right? Cloud by day, fire by night. I'm telling you, I'm trying to re-preach it because it was that good. You need to go watch it. It was really good. I watched it. It was really good. <laughs> Newsflash, I watched everything because I take notes on myself. I'm like, that, that was dumb. That don't make no sense. You, you stopped halfway through that sentence. I get better. I want to steward this thing. It's for you. You can say, thank you, Caleb. <laughs> I just want to make you laugh a little bit before I hit you with this word because it's... I don't know, a little Holy Ghost anesthesia helps, you know, with the heart surgery. So, raising a standard, and the word standard is banner, and it means conspicuous, flaunting the goodness of God. No more hiding in our homes. It's time to become conspicuous for the kingdom. That's what we talked about last week, okay? If people are in crisis in your neighborhood, they should know what door to knock on. They should know where to go. Amen? And we talked about, I shared a word from the Lord, like, thus saith the Lord, which was really scary for me. It's like the fourth time I've ever done that, okay? And that the homes filled with encounters are what's going to bring in the harvest. That's what the Lord told me. Homes filled with encounters. It's not going to be just here. They're going to come after they encounter the Lord with you at your house or in your driveway or in your neighborhood or at your workplace. Are you with me? Okay, that was last week. Raising the standard. Say the standard. This week, the Lord talked to me about opening the gates. We're raising a standard and we're opening the gates, okay? So let me just say this and repeat after me. We have one purpose with many gates. Yes. Listen to Psalm 24, verse 7 through 9. This is a powerful scripture. I quote it all the time. It says, lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. How many know that's a good idea? We need the king of glory. Have you been paying attention? Our world needs Jesus. Yeah? Here's how. It's the roadmap. Here's how he's going to come in. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. What's this talking about? Gates don't have heads. People do. Gates don't have heads. There's no part of a gate called a head. Okay? This is a picture of what we're supposed to do. In fact, the term lift up your heads in Hebrew is a Hebraic idiom, which means rejoice. Here's how not to rejoice. Oh, king of glory, come on in. You can come in if you want. Yeah. I look like cousin it or something to you. Anyway, that's not how to, you lift your head. It means to lift up your head, lift up your face. Look unto heaven. Rejoice. Have joy again. Amen? Come on. That's what it means. Lift up your heads, O you gates. It's talking to us. Check this out in the same, uh, same passage in the Passion Translation. I love this. Powerful. It says, so wake up, you living gateways. Someone's going to wake up today. Wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. How powerful. You ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory, for he is about to come through you. What? 
You ask, who is this glory king? Because if you're following God, you, you know something that you'll never know God completely. <laughs> you know that it'll take an eternity to know him, right? The word disciple means learner. If you've, not, if you've stopped learning, you stop being a disciple, okay? If you check every box and you know everything, you are not a disciple. You are a Pharisee. Hi, Facebook. So <laughs> when I speak to them like this, they don't write me. When I don't speak to them, they write me. So I just don't want a message this week. So anyway, sorry. You came to the live stream gathering. You got it. This is the way it goes. Okay. So who is this glory king? The, the thing is, there's an awe and reverence. Like, I know you, but whoa, who are you? The disciples walking with Jesus like two years in. He's doing crazy stuff. He steals the waves, right? And the, the wind and the waves on the boat. And you know what they say? Who is this guy? They're spending every day with him. You know, all day, every day for a couple of years. And they're like, who are you? That's what it's like to follow Jesus. You're like, whoa, who are you? Who is this glory king? If you're bored in your Christianity, you ain't looking at Jesus. You're looking at your churchianity. Okay? <laughs> no time. The Lord. Who is this glory king? The Lord, armed and ready for battle. Aren't you happy about that? Come on. He's armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, invincible in every way. You should take these things and make them praise on your lips. Lord, you're invincible in every way. That should be your drive into work. So, Lord, I just want to tell you, you're invincible in every way. I know you know, but I'm here to tell you. I woke up this morning and I confess, you're invincible in every way. I'm trying to help you live a lifestyle of this thing. So wake up. I'm just reading it. Wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. You know what is going to happen if Christ in you stays in you? King of glory ain't coming in. I told you I tried to make you laugh before so we could have this moment. You know what the Bible says? It says hasten the day of the Lord. Amen. That means you have to speed it up. That means if you don't speed it up, you slow it down. Jesus is coming again in the flesh. Amen. You decide how quickly he comes. If you're commanded to hasten the day, hello? Okay. I don't have time for that. The word come through you is the Hebrew word bow. Okay, come in, go out. Say bow. Bow is the Hebrew word for go or come. It's both. Bow means both. All right, that's how you can remember. All right? Ruach HaKodesh bow is Holy Spirit come in Hebrew. Bow Ruach HaKodesh is go Holy Spirit. Like, Come, go. Same word. Are you with me? So when it says the king of glory is about to come through you, the king of glory is about to come in, it's just an indicator that you are the gate. Are you with me? Are you with me? So listen to me. It's not one gate. It's not one gate. It's many. Did you notice it's plural? You live in gateways with an S, plural. Here's the problem in churchianity. The model has been get your lost friends to church, share a live stream. One gate. I'm just here to tell you that the Lord's, like, grace for that is over. He's tired of it. I talked to him. He told me. Get them through the one gate. Get them through the doors of the church. You know, there's actually statistics show that over 50% of people in the West will never step foot in a church. Ever. 
What are we doing about half of the people who are going to hell? What are we doing about that? Waiting for a better sermon series? Or a catchier way to catch them? Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not okay. We have one purpose with many gates. Say it. One purpose, many gates. Okay. So just as we are one body with many parts, we have one purpose with many gates. Remember if the whole body were an eye or an ear or a nose, right? How would it blank, right? So the Bible is really rich in different layers. When God speaks, he speaks in layers, okay? There's always multiple layers to the word of God. Are you with me? I don't have a lot of time on this, but I need you to understand that just because God says something to some people doesn't mean it's just for them, okay? It means there are eternal impacts. There are some in the moment, right? There's a bunch of different layers, all right? In fact, when Jesus was around teaching, he taught through four different layers, and he actually just jumped to the fourth one, which is mystery. He taught on the mystery level and let them all just wonder about the bread, you know? It's just wonder bread, mystery stuff. That's all it was, okay? He spoke in parables. He only spoke in parables to the crowds, right? He spoke in mysteries. He opened his mouth and revealed mysteries. And then the disciples had to say, hey, what do you mean by the seed and the soil? Nobody understood you, Jesus. It wasn't a very good sermon. No one had any takeaways. <laughs> Only thing they took away was that guy, oh, was, that was powerful, but I don't know why. <laughs> Sometimes you leave here like, I don't remember a thing he said, but whoa. <laughs> Something hit me. Yeah. Jesus only spoke in parables. I think it's, I should have written this down. Matthew 13, 34, Mark 3, 34. Matthew 13, 10 through 17. Thank you. Matthew 13, 10 through 17. Jesus spoke in parables when he spoke to the crowd, right? Can you imagine me getting up here and say, all I say is, there once was a man. He went to the store. He bought a baked beans can. He came home and he used those beans all throughout his neighborhood, laying them on the ground everywhere he went. Selah. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Like, read your Bible, man. That's exactly how Jesus taught. All right? Except it had meaning. I just made one up about beans. Are you with me? Yeah? Okay. So, layers. Say layers. layers. All right. I want to say something to you right now. That if you are... <laughs> well, I don't want to label you beforehand. If you are, okay, if you don't have ears to hear, this might be difficult. But if you have ears to hear, this will set you free. Okay? I'm just going to read it so I don't get it wrong. There is only one way to the Father. But there are many gates to the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. There is one name under heaven which men shall be saved by. Are you with me? Jesus Christ the righteous. There's one God. His name is Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus our Messiah. Are you with me? Close-minded. Remember? All right? Close-minded about that. The Son of God. Only one. Jesus. But there are many gates to the way. Jesus is the gate to the Father, but we are the gate to the King. Jesus is the gate for the sheep. Right? Remember this? He said, I am the door. I am the gateway. The sheep come in, find pasture, and go out. He's the gate for the sheep. But once the sheep go through the gate, they themselves become living gateways. They become a gate for others to meet the shepherd. You know you're not just saved going to heaven and to H-E double hockey sticks with everybody else, right? Hmm. One of the... hmm. No. (laughs) 
Don't nod at me, Tom. Don't look at me with that look. He's like, bring it. Stop it. Wow. Okay. Did you hear me say Jesus is coming again in the flesh? Yeah. I believe that. Say Caleb believes that. No, say it. Say Caleb believes that. You need to know that I believe that. Jesus is coming again in the flesh. Amen. Amen. But the whole rapture rug thing, like beam me up, Scotty, get me out of here, is escapist theology. It's the opposite of the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We've been praying for the last hundred years. Thy kingdom zap me up. And to blank with earth, I'm going to heaven. We're to usher in the kingdom. And we've been shutting our gates, letting everybody pass us go to hell. Because we're getting out of here. I got a ticket. It's not okay. He's over it. I talked to him. He told me. Uh, hallelujah. In Christ, we become a gateway. Say gateway. We're a gate for the way. We're a gate for the way. We're not changing the narrow path. There is a narrow way. Are you with me? I want to be very clear. There is a, the way is narrow, but you're a gate to that narrow way. Are you with me? Okay. I think you're with me. Hallelujah. So this is seen in the 12 tribes of Israel. Why? Because there's 12 tribes born of Jacob, Israel, right? The 12 sons. And there's 12 gates in the New Jerusalem. And the names of these tribes are on those gates, Okay. And there's some discrepancy. Remember, there's always layers. There's always meaning. But just stick with me for a second. And let me just tell you, Jacob, Israel, the guy named Israel who gave birth to all of Israel, his family was a mess, you guys. A mess. You think you got family issues. No, you do not. Read the book of Genesis, all right? You will feel better about your in-laws. I'm telling you. <laughs> Jacob's family was a mess. A mess, man. But God can take any mess and lead people to the Messiah with it. Your mess might just be the gate the people need. You spell Messiah, M-E-S-S. -S. It's the way to the Messiah is your mess. Because guess what? The only kind of churches God has are imperfect ones. Yeah. Only kind of people God has are messy ones. Yeah. So he's like, I'll use that. Amen? Jacob's family proves that you should do a study on the family of Jacob. It was crazy. But the name of each of the sons are all gates that we are called to walk through in our, in our path to spiritual maturity. Okay, we're all supposed to go through these. They're prophetic pictures, let me show you, in different seasons of our lives. So that's one layer. Here's another layer. Each tribe and each gate represents a kind of people within the people of God. Okay, there are tribes within the tribe, remember? Common unity is not how we think. It's who we're surrounding. It's who we're, we're centered on. Yeah? It's who we're leading people to. Okay, hopefully you're getting this. Many layers, but listen to this. Revelation chapter 21, 9 through 13 says, then, the one, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the last seven plagues came to me and said, Come, I will show you the beautiful bride, the wife of the Lamb. He carried me away in the realm of the Spirit to the top of a great high mountain. There he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Wait a minute. I thought you were going to show me the bride. He is. I thought you were going to show me the bride of Christ. I am, the angel saying. Are you following me? Anybody? Listen, you're not going to the new Jerusalem. You're becoming it. He said, let me show you the bride. Then he brought him to a holy city, to the new Jerusalem. You think he like had a detour 
or like lost his track of time, like, oh, let's go here first. No, the angel is bringing John to the bride, the wife of the lamb. He's carried me away in the, in the spirit to the top of a great high mountain there. He showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. What are you? You're a city on a hill, right? Come on. Hello. Jesus talked about this. Yes. God um, <laughs> out of heaven from God, descending out of heaven from God. New Jerusalem out of heaven to the earth. Are you, we're trying to get to heaven. We're trying to get earth to heaven. He's trying to get heaven to earth. It's coming here. The meek shall, is it the meek shall inherit the earth? One of them is going to inherit the earth. What are they going to inherit? The earth. <laughs> oh, it's all going to burn up, and then we're going to be up in the clouds taken away. No, no, no. It will be as in the days of Noah. I'm in so much trouble. It will be as in the days of Noah. Matthew 24. The days of Noah. Someone be eating, someone be drinking, want to be at the meal, want to be taken, right? Want to be uh, working, want to be taken. Let me ask you something. Who remained on the earth after the waters of judgment? Noah and his family, the ones in the ark. Who were taken off of the earth? The wicked. Yeah, I know. The movie had it totally backwards, bro. I want to be left behind. I should not be saying this on live stream. Okay. If you're mad, just hang on. September, I'm doing a series called Apocalypse How. That's what we're called. Apocalypse How? That's the name of the series. Yeah, just hang on. Jerusalem, New Jerusalem coming here. Is that what it says or not? Revelation 21, it says, New Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. It was infused with the glory of God, and its radiance was like that of a very rare jewel, like a jasper clear as crystal. It had a massive high wall with 12 gates. Say 12 gates. And each gate had an angel. Each gate had written upon it a name of the 12 tribes of Israel. Are you following this? Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates on the west. All right. So the 12 tribes are also the 12 gates. Are you following me? So here we can see, if we look at this just objectively, that there's a prophetic picture in each one of these tribes for the gateway to the new Jerusalem. Are you following me? I know that in Revelation 7, it has a different list than the birth order of Genesis 49. For all of you who are checking me, I know that there's reasons for that. I can't go into it. Remember, there's multiple layers. Are you with me? Layers. Let's go to the birth order, okay? Genesis 49, just write that down. If you want to write that down, you can read it later, okay? Because we don't have time today. But here's what I hope. I hope to give you permission today to be yourself. I want to give you permission to be you because you're designed as a gate for the way. And I see in these 12 tribes all sorts of different types of people that are going to lead people to Jesus. And I want to equip you with permission today to be yourself. Because historically, it's been one gate. Get them here, say the prayer, all good. Get them here, say the prayer, all good. No, no, no. No more. It's much more strategic than that. Okay. So we're going to walk through every single name of all the sons, all 12. In Jesus' name, I'm going to make it. Okay, yeah, I have time. Okay. All right. Let's go through them. This is the birth order of the 12 tribes of Israel. All right. Reuben. Say Reuben. Reuben, Reuben means to see a son. Behold the son. First gate mentioned. First gate birth is the gate of salvation. Come on. It's to see the son. Behold the son. It also sounds like the Hebrew word for he has seen my misery. So when we see Christ on the cross, the misery of his sacrifice, we're able to see the misery of others and actually bring something to them. Leah, 
received this received Reuben after Yahweh saw that she was unloved. Something a water drop just hit my thing here. Amen. I don't know. Hallelujah. Hope it's a miracle. Reuben, see a son, Leah. She had misery because, you know, remember the story? Jacob um, woke up with Leah instead of Rachel. And it was all like, that's a really raw deal, bro. Like, you, you work seven years for one chick to get the sister. Ah, weird, right? Told you, dysfunctional, man. This is the birth of Israel. This is how the family of God started. Okay? Maybe you'll just feel better about your own situation. I don't know. So it sounds like he has seen my misery because she said, Yahweh has seen that I am unloved. That's why she named him Reuben. Genesis 29, 31 through 32, if you want to write that down. This is a picture of salvation, to behold the Son. Amen? We need a tribe of people with a gift to see the misery of those around them and help them bring forth a new day, a birth of beauty in the places of ashes. Okay? This is a people dedicated to evangelism, seeing the lost found. They wake up, and they're like, have you seen him? Do you know him? It's like, it's in their DNA, man. That's their way. That's how they are. That's who they are. And this is typically the only model for evangelism in the church. And because there's 11 other gates that don't have this personality type, are you hearing what I'm saying? Evangelism is really low on the, you know, activity list for most Christians. Why? Because we've had, we've tried to make it all one gate, one way, one track, one bracelet, one thing. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Reuben, behold the son. Are you seeing that? There's a people that are like, oh my gosh, do they know Jesus? Do they know Jesus? And yes, we all need to care about the lost. Hello? Are you with me? Layers. But there's a special anointing for this, this group of people. There is a group of people in this room that this is what you wake up for. This is what you bleed for. And that's awesome. And let me just announce to you, it doesn't make you more or less spiritual if you're that or you're not. There's 11 other gates. Are you with me? Is this helping yet? I think it really is going to help you. So second gate, second son, Simeon, which means to hear. Because when Simeon was born, Leah said, Yahweh has heard that I am despised. So see a son, hear. Now to see, to hear, both, both parts there. And this is a picture of God hearing the cry of the rejected and the downcast. Okay, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Amen. And so we need a tribe of people with a special mercy gift that hears the cry of the afflicted. Okay, this is also a picture of those who hear the Lord, being sons who hear. You know, Peter is just a nickname. His real name is Simeon, right? Simon, Simeon, and it comes from the same root word, and it literally means to hear. The one who hears, cut off the ear of the servant of the high priest. Yeah, because he wasn't using this word in season. I know it might be the truth, but it might not be the time. I'm trying to help you this election season. It might not be, it might not be the time to share that truth trying to help you all you're going to do is deafen the hearer if it's a word out of season you're welcome this is a picture of hearing god and hearing the affliction of others we need a tribe who doesn't just hear the cry of the brokenhearted but the response of god's heart towards them are you following me they hear the cry of the brokenhearted and god's heart towards them this is a prophetic company who's able to hear and obey hear and obey hear and obey now get this they have a mercy gift. They hear the cry of the afflicted. They might not lead them in a prayer because they ain't Reuben. But did, you, did they pray a prayer? Which one? Well, did you lead them to Jesus? I am the gate or the way. There is no prayer of salvation in the Bible. Jesus said, hey, you, 
follow me. And then he did this. Okay. You know. He just went. You follow me. It's about following. I'm okay with the prayer. I'm not upset about it. I prayed a prayer at eight years old. I've been following the Lord for 22 years. Okay? And I haven't found that prayer in the Bible yet. If you find it, please show it to me. All right? Simeon hears God, obeys, and he might not be saying, have them pray the prayer. Are you with me? It's a mercy gift. It's meeting them. It's a cup of cold water to a little one. It's just meeting their needs, the mercy gift. You can't drive past a homeless person without feeling your heart jump out the window. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? But you might have been like, did you, did you lead them in the prayer? Where are you, Reuben? He's like, I'm not Reuben. I'm Simon. I'm trying to help you, Simeon. That's the second gate. There's 10 more. Hallelujah. Levi, the third gate, means to join. This is the third son. It means to join. In the Hebrew, it sounds like binding or attaching, okay? And this is because Leah said the time, this time with this son, my husband will be joined to me, attached. He'll actually like me. I know. It's really, really rough, that family. Anyway, but this is a picture for us of being joined in union with the Lord and holding fast to the bridegroom. Yeah? We need a tribe of people who are focused on the union message of the gospel. Okay? They're focused on the fact that we are the bride of Christ and the bridegroom is waiting for us to make ourselves ready. This is Levi. They're holding fast to the bridegroom, inviting others into that same way of encountering him. This is a teaching company who are committed to the revealing the truth of our union with Christ. Can you guess which one I'm in? I definitely operate the gate of Levi. I teach people about their union with Christ. I have a podcast. I start every single one of them saying the life of the believer does not end in union with Christ. It begins there. This is my life message because I, I, I am of the tribe of Levi. And you're like, no, no, no. We need to preach sonship. I'm like, okay, Benjamin. That's cool. I'm Levi. <laughs> what we need is a diversity of thought and singleness of heart. Many gates, one way. Are you following me? Yeah. It's good. Judah. Next son is the word for praise. And it's where Leah could do nothing but praise God at this point. Just having been delivered from her grief, remember, she was unloved. And now she was given the gift of four sons. She just erupted in praise. This is the response of the redeemed being joined to Yeshua and becoming born from above. Okay, we need a tribe of people who have a special focus of praise and responding to the good gifts of God. This is the shout of praise before the walls come down. Okay. I did not coordinate with Gigi on the songs. I love it. The Holy Ghost lines this stuff up for us. We couldn't be that cool if we tried, all right? We don't coordinate message and songs because we want to know if we're actually hearing God. It's a litmus test, all right? And we were singing that song, and, and I'm like, oh, hey, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's what happens, man. It's good. Doesn't happen every week, but it happens, and I like it when it does. Amen? So this is a people of high praise, okay? They break through the darkness and th through the hard places in the spirit. They're the ones that are praying more than, than doing. They're the ones who are worshiping and singing more than giving out water bottles. Are you with me? Some people, all they want to do is grab a guitar, sit around, and sing to the Lord. That's Judah. That is a gate for the way. It's good. Simeon shouldn't have any right to come up and say, are you, aren't you giving, aren't you doing anything for them? Now we're doing something for them right now. We're breaking through the atmosphere. We're pulling down principalities with our praise. Gigi belongs to the Judah gate for sure. She's, she's breaking through. She's a breaker. That's a Judah gate anointing. Are you following me? It's okay to be different. It's good. If you haven't found yourself yet, don't worry. There's a few more. Issachar. Say Issachar. 
This is the word that means there is a reward. This is the name that means there is a reward. Or to hire, like you're an employer and you hire people, okay? Because Leah said God has rewarded me. Hebrews 11.6 says God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. So we need people who make it their full-time full -time job to seek the Lord, and they're rewarded by God himself. Let me be clear here. What I'm saying is there are people who will own nothing, who will move with the wind, who all they do is the birds and the sparrows come and feed them by the brook. Okay? I lived this way for a year. That's all I had in me. All right? The Lord gave me a year to do it. I did it. All right? I went, to, I went on four mission trips, seven nations. I was given a car. I got married, two honeymoons, paid all my bills, and didn't ask anyone for money. All right? The, the birds and the sparrows just brought it. Are you with me? This is the Issachar anointing. And all that time, actually, now I'm remembering. I got that word over and over. You have an Issachar ear, an Issachar anointing. I'm like, ah, I just now connected that dot just now in front of you. So this is the people who won't necessarily have roots in this earth. They won't have it because they're called to be Issachar. That's one gate. They're like the kind of homeless-looking dude who just shows up and preaches the word of the Lord and disappears. And you're like, I think it was an angel. And I say, you're right. The word angelos in the New Testament, messenger, is used for people just as often as it's used for angelic beings. Jesus said, you'll see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. They start on the earth. Ascending and descending. There's some angels in the room. I'm looking at their faces. If you choose to be a messenger in Issachar, are you with me? So we need a tribe of people who show what it looks like to live in the reward of God because they labor for him alone. Like literally, some of you think that's the highest form of spirituality. I'm going to quit my job. God's going to provide. If God did not say that to you, that's the spirit of stupid. Okay? Okay? Are you with me? Young, old, everybody listen to me. That's just dumb. You need a word from the Lord, okay? Are you with me? And some people have it. <sighs> Next is Zebulun. This means dwelling or exalting, honor. It literally means habitation of God, okay? This is a picture of carrying Christ everywhere we go, being the temple of God every day. Again, all of us are these things, but this is a special anointing, all right? We need a tribe of people who focus on releasing Christ within them everywhere they go. Like church happens everywhere they go, okay? Like church just breaks out. Like people fall out in the street. People get healed at Walmart. It's just bang, power is exuding from them all the time. Are you seeing how we like pick a gate and we say this is the best? Everybody do this depending on what our leadership is like. I don't want you to operate my gate. I want you to become a living gateway. Are you with me? So some people are like this though. They carry God into every moment. It's obvious to everyone around them, right? They're just, they're Zebulun. They're the habitation of God. People get in their sphere and you feel God. You're like, oh my gosh, whoa. You know, you like, you feel different when they walk in the room. You're like, stand up straighter. You're like, wow, oh, you. You know, and it's not that they have a greater measure of holiness. It's their gate. Some of you need to be incognito. Okay, listen. Zebulun can't walk into a board meeting and start prophesying. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord from on high that thou shalt... They'd be like, get this crazy person out of here. Those people would not be going through that gate. Like, they're not going to walk on Wall Street and preach like that. Nobody cares. But there are those called the Wall Street. They operate a different gate. Are you with me? Yes. Okay. Oh, look, it's the next one. It's Gad. Gad is the next son. Not glad, Gad. But you should, instead of getting mad, get Gad. Because this word literally means good fortune. It means good luck. It also means a company or a troop. 
But it's from the Hebrew word, which means to attack, invade, or overcome. Okay, this is a picture of the kingdom of God advancing violently and the blessings that come with overcoming the enemy. You know that uh, Abram, after he defeated the kings, he tithed off of the spoils of war. All right? Yeah, he was very gad that he had to tithe off the spoils instead of his... Okay, that was a bad joke, whatever. It's a company of people with a green thumb. They got the Midas touch, if you want to say it that way. They, everything they touch turns to gold. They are wealthy people in the kingdom, and they're plundering the riches of the wicked and bringing them into the kingdom of God. How do you know the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous? But only if Gad stands up and operates their gate. Okay, this is a glory troop who give and give and give and give and bless and bless and bless. They're a kingdom entrepreneurial force. They're the successful businessmen and businesswomen. I hate the whole idea like, oh, the highest form of spirituality is going to Africa. No, please be a millionaire and fund 100,000 people going to Africa. Like, that's the gad gate. That's, people are called to that. That's right. Some people only come to church, make billions of dollars, and pay for everything. You're like, nah, nah, nah. Jesus was par. I know that's Issachar. Remember, Issachar owns nothing, just like the wind. Just I wanted to kind of be Issachar, and then my wife said no. So <laughs> I met her during my Issachar season. All right, like we could just live in a tent, and we'll minister to the gypsies in Bulgaria. And she goes, uh, I got a word from the Lord for you. No, <laughs> I'm like, yes, ma'am. Okay, we're buying a house. Amen. We're settling down. It's good, right? Hallelujah. But there are kingdom entrepreneurs in this room who you've been told that you're less than because you don't lead people to Jesus. Let me tell you, you also are a gate for the way. Amen. Then there's Asher. Asher literally means happiness. <laughs> Happy one. Okay? This is from the Hebrew word, though, that means to guide or to go straight. Okay? So this is the joy of receiving Jesus, the blessing of God. This is the joy of knowing him. Amen? And there's an ability to rejoice despite horrible circumstances. Of course, we all need to have joy in trial. But there's a special people that they can't turn it off. All right? They got the resting bliss space. They got it. Ha, ha, ha. A little too edgy for 1115. I don't know. They just, it's on there. They just can't. <laughs> they wake up in the morning. They're like, wow, the sun. Yay. They're happy. Okay, they're able to rejoice. Paul and Silas rejoicing in the prison after being beaten. That's Asher. Okay, circumstances don't matter. We're still happy, right? Listen to me. This is being content in the Lord at all times, right? We all need that, but there's people who show us how. There are people who guide us in this. They're Asher. They need to operate their gate. They need to be allowed to be a little bit offensively joyful. Okay? Like, their joy should offend you if you don't belong to that gate. You're like, that's too much. Oh, that's just Asher. Opening their gate for the way. Listen, we need happy intercessors. Yeah, we do. We need happy leaders who lead with joy. Amen? Amen. Oh, gosh. I, I prepared too much for you people. Sorry. I mean, there's too much to talk about, so I'm going to have to go quickly now. All right, so there's the happy ones. Then there's Dan. Dan means judgment. 
And how many know that all judgment for sin, all that stuff was in Christ? Jesus took all judgment on the cross. Amen? Amen? You actually will never experience the wrath of God because you're in the ark. You're in the ark with Noah. Noah literally means rest, by the way. And the ark, the tar that closed the ark, the pitch around the ark is the word for atonement. You've stepped inside the atoning safety of Christ. And you will not experience the waters of judgment. So that happened. However, justice needs to come to the earth. The Dan Gate are a justice people. All right? Even though all judgment for sin was paid out on Christ. What am I trying to say? Given on Christ, Jesus took it on himself, right? All the judgment for all the sin, he paid for the sins of the world, not just the sins of the church. Amen? Amen? Right? God thinks everyone is to die for because he already did. He died for them, every single person, right? But there's still justice. There's still social justice to be done. There are justice people in this room. There are people that operate the justice gate, okay? And let me say to you, this is one of the most important and most... Tense gates, okay? This, this gate requires more discernment than all the other ones, okay? Because you need to judge rightly. You don't judge with the lens of condemnation. You judge with the lens of the cross. You don't look at a person and see the problem. You see the principality trafficking the person, and you judge that. You tear that down so they can be free. Listen, a lot of people in the church are... <laughs> Not operating the Dan Gate very well right now. Calling for certain people in high places to be totally dismantled and torn down. And yes, some people need to go to jail for stuff, right? But if your heart isn't for their redemption, you're not operating the Dan Gate. You're operating in a false judgment. We need to judge through the lens of the cross that everyone on the planet Earth is to die for in the sight of God. What they're doing is horrible, and justice needs to come. There are victims on the other side of things happening. Are you with me? And the victims need justice, but you better judge rightly. This, creates, this takes great discernment. If you feel called to this gate, you need to be praying for discernment on a regular basis. Are you with me? Okay. Hallelujah. The justice people. This just sounds cool. We're the justice people. I don't know. Should be a t-shirt. Dan, that's good. Now, Naphtali, next one. Naphtali means wrestling, struggle, or contest. It's actually because it said Rachel was struggling with her sister, so they named the kid Struggle. That's so messed up. I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. Like, I was having a fight with my sister when you were born, and that's why I named you Struggle. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible idea. But we know our struggle is not against what? Flesh and blood, right? Ephesians 6, 12. So we need a tribe of people who will go to war in prayer over the principalities and powers of darkness in this world. Okay? They're not even out on the streets. They're in the closet, man. You don't see them for a few days. They go up to the mountain and pray, and you don't even know. They come back looking different, all right? These, that is the Naphtali tribe, the Naphtali gate, the prayer warriors. Come on, any prayer warriors in the room? Yeah? Come on, this is where they just batter the heavens. Now, All of these gates are made of pearls, but especially this one. It's important because pearls are created by aggravation. Okay? It aggravates in there until you create a pearl. So Acts 14.22 says, It's through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. Okay? So these people have a special grace on their life to use the pain of their past to bring people out of their pit of despair. 
You've, you're the people with a story. You're the people who have had tragedy and God didn't want it, but he'll use it. He didn't send it, but he'll use it to help you bring other people out. And you pray the heavens down, man. There are prayer warriors who, because of their past, are able to intercede on behalf of others. And we should not distract them. Are you with me? We should let them do that. Most of you, of you are here because of a praying grandma, all right? <laughs> Naphtali, somebody praying for you, right? We should allow that. That's good. That's a gate for the way. Are you following me? All right, two more, I think. Yep. Joseph. Joseph means adding, or may he add another. It was split into the Ephraim and Manasseh tribe later, but it's not important. This is a picture of people, the people of God growing into the perfect likeness of Jesus, okay? There are actually 50 comparisons between the life of Joseph, Joseph and the life of Jesus. 50 likenesses. 50. That's a big number. Right? It's actually a really, really clear uh, type and shadow of the life of Christ, okay? Jesus was raised from the dead, and when he came out of the, gro- the grave, God said, I want another. That's Joseph. He says, may he add another. Okay, Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren, right? Are you following me? Romans 8, 29 says that your destiny is to look just like Jesus. Are you, did you know that? I know your destiny is to look like Jesus on the earth. Yeah, that's what Joseph means. So these are a people who are able to forgive like Jesus, think like Jesus, talk like Jesus, People get around them and they're like, I just, I think I just met Jesus. Like that's the, there's a reality to it. All right. Again, all of us should be this, but there's a special anointing here. It's one gate for the way. All right. I can't help it. Everybody's like, oh, you kind of look like Jesus because huh? my hair and my beard. And, whatever. and I tell them, uh, the only Easter cantata I've ever been in, I was Judas. So I don't know what you're going to do with that, you know, but whatever. <laughs> we need a tribe of people who can say, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. They focus on forgiveness. The Joseph Company focuses on forgiveness, okay? They're able to respond that way. This is a pastoral company. They're looking to the needs of another and another and another. Let's add another. Let's get another. Let's get another in here. Get them safe. Let's tell them they're forgiven. That's Joseph. Some of you, that's where your heart goes, and that's good, and that's beautiful. Are you with me? Finally, Benjamin. Benjamin means son of my right hand. This is a right-hand people. Let me just tell you this. Every Benjamite in the Bible was left-handed. Every single one of them, every Benjamite in the Bible, everyone of the tribe of Benjamin, all of them were left-handed. Why? Because they're the son of the right hand. For you to operate your life properly, you need to walk hand-in-hand with the Lord. And they walked left-hand in his right hand. They're at his right hand because they're left-handed people. Are you following me? Every Benjamite. Isn't that cool? This is a a picture of people who don't really fit in the world, Okay? They're not strange because they're abnormal. They're strange because they're other. They're strange because they're beautiful. All right? Somebody looks at their life and goes, oh, my goodness. I don't even know how all that works. How are they so at peace all the time? How are they so just, wow, I don't even know what to say about them. I don't even know what to describe them as. The Benjamite, those who walk hand in hand with God. It's other than. We need a people who so perfectly express the beauty of the Lord and walk hand in hand with him so that we can express the revelation of sonship. Did you know Paul was of the Benjamite tribe? Paul, the apostle Paul was a Benjamite, left-handed. He gave the revelation of sonship. These are the people who are like, 
you're a son of God. They're preaching the sonship message, all that stuff. They're, they're, that is like what really resonated with them. Some of you, the identity message resonated because it was a bridal concept. Some of you, it resonated because it was a sonship or a daughter type thing. Are you following me? Benjamin is the sonship message. And just like Joseph said, and I'll finish with this, just like Joseph said, you will not see my face again until I see Benjamin. He said that to his brothers. If you don't know the story, sorry, I don't have time. But he said, go get Benjamin. Bring him back to me. Right? Jesus is also saying, you won't see my face again until I see Benjamin. Until I see a son of my right hand. Until I've added another. Until we look just like Jesus. All right, you need to unpack your bags. You'll be here for a while. <laughs> Jesus is coming quickly, but you don't even know what that word quickly means. Jesus is coming soon, but I'm sure you don't even know what that word soon is, okay? Apocalypse how, coming in September, whatever. <laughs> it's not he's way over there and he's coming. It's he's right there and it's going to happen in a really quick pace. When it happens, it's going to happen fast. One purpose, say it, one purpose, many gates. One purpose, many gates. I'm going to have Gigi come up really quick. We're just going to respond to this because... Christ in us will stay in us if we don't open our gates. Are you with me? Christ in you is the hope of glory, not Christ in the second coming, not Christ in the rapture, not Christ in heaven. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And you need to open up your gate so that people can experience hope and experience the glory of God. Are you with me? I hope that you feel permission this morning. I hope you feel permission to be yourself. To not have to be conformed to the image of Caleb or that other pastor or preacher or method of ministry. But to the image of the Son. There's one way to the Father, but many gates to the way. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. If you're looking for more, check out thejesuslab.com. The Jesus Lab is a nine-month facilitated encounter with the finished work of Christ, and applications are open now. Check it out at thejesuslab.com.